friends, and welcome back to Music Therapy and Beyond. My name is Maggie, and today I will be your host. This episode is dedicated to helping you figure out a healthy work-life balance that is best for you. Both MTs and non-MTs can hopefully find something relatable and helpful in this episode. I've done some research on how to create a healthy work-life balance by reading tips and tricks written by professionals inside and outside of the music therapy field, as well as taking some personal experiences and insight into account. I found inspiration for this episode from working mostly from home during the COVID-19 pandemic and struggling to find where work ends and my personal life begins. Luckily, I have a second bedroom in my apartment that I turned into an office space, which helped create that physical boundary between work and play, but I feel for those of you who had to set up your workspace in your living room or your bedroom. I will also be bringing in some personal experiences about the struggles of transitioning out of work from home and going back into the, into the office, which I'm sure that some of you are experiencing at this time. For those of you who have listened to previous episodes of mine, you'll know that I love to just begin each episode with a brief music break in order to just ground ourselves and prepare our minds for whatever information may come. So let's take a few moments and listen to this brief music break. So what exactly do I mean by work-life balance? In an article titled Work-Life Factors and Job Satisfaction Among Music Therapy Educators, a National Survey, in Music Therapy Perspectives 2018, Volume 36, they state, work-life factors are individual, organizational, and societal factors that influence work-life success and balance. Job characteristics such as wages, hours, and working conditions are considered work-life factors as are personal characteristics 
like work ethic or sense of competence. I'm sure that most of you have experienced some disruption in your work-life balance since the beginning of the pandemic. Personally, I noticed that line that I like to draw between work and my personal life getting pretty messy at the beginning of the pandemic. I would catch myself working at odd hours into the evening because I was on my computer or I would think about work or my clients when I was at a non-work related event and I would even catch myself dreaming about work. When you start to dream about work, it might be a good indicator that you might have let that line become too dissolved. I was also starting to notice that I was having a lack of creative energy and motivation which was also very frustrating and felt a little defeating. We're supposed to be creative as music therapists. It's what we're good at. And when that creative energy is taken away, it can kind of feel like part of you as a person was also taken away. Since the transition between working from home and working in the office has more recently come about, I have also noticed that some of these feelings of lack of creative energy and motivation have arisen once again. Through talking with my coworkers and colleagues, I've found that I'm not alone in these feelings and struggles after the last year and a half. If you can relate to any of these feelings of being overwhelmed, of creative exhaustion or hopelessness, finding a healthy work-life balance can be a good place to start. Roche, a healthcare company, lists 20 tips that may help create a healthier work-life balance. But here are the ones that I found to be the most relatable and attainable. So number one, play to your strengths. It's easy to want to be and to do all of the things, but when you step back and reflect on what you are uniquely good at and what you are bringing to the table, it can help you recognize those strengths and maybe think of more ways to capitalize on them. Number two, prioritize your time. Whether you're a visual person or not, keeping a calendar that has your whole week planned out can be really helpful. Although this can be a little overwhelming at first when you look at the calendar and you see all the things that you have to do, maybe try going back through the calendar finding those things that need the most attention and the most of your time and prioritize those at the top of your to-do list. Number three, know what time of day you are the most creative and productive. Are you a morning person, an afternoon person, or maybe an evening person? Everyone is different and the rates and times at which we are most productive are also different. So maybe take a couple of days to document when you feel the most motivated and creative and when you are the most productive and try and schedule the bigger tasks that you have to do around those times. Number four, do what you love. This is especially true for musicians. So finding a time to make music for yourself can be so beneficial. I know when Personally, I've had that lack of creative energy. It's been hard for me to play music for myself outside of the clinical space. But just setting aside time in the evening to play music for myself 
and kind of force myself to do it has kind of jump-started that creative energy, if you will. I also personally found that volunteering my time at an equestrian center in town was really helpful and made me get out of my apartment and do something that I really love to do. So maybe this could also be a good time to find new hobbies and discover new things that you may also love. Number five, be realistic. This can be really difficult, but maybe try to take some time to reflect on whether or not your goals or your workload are actually attainable at this time. And it might be go good to go through and prioritize these things as well. Number six, step out. Whether this means simply going for a walk or getting out of the house or office or just closing your laptop for just a few minutes to give yourself a break. Find what works best to help your brain turn off for just a few minutes. And going along with this, number seven, manage your mind. I've talked in previous episodes about the fact that I find going to see a therapist as a therapist is very important, but this can also mean picking up meditation or yoga as a regular practice whatever works for you. Number eight, take a break. Are you using your PTO effectively? And do you know the warning signs that your body gives you when you're feeling overwhelmed? Maybe take some time to reflect on these as well. I know that I've had to the past couple of weeks. Number nine, have that holiday. I think this is pretty self-explanatory, but Take that vacation. You deserve it. These are just some very generalized action items that you can take in order to create that healthy work-life balance. But what does it really look like specifically for music therapists? Is it any different? In the article mentioned above from Music Therapy Perspectives, they also state work-life balance quality has become an increasingly important issue among faculty and research suggests that satisfaction in this area is consistently low. Yet, the data also shows that the faculty love what they do and remain positive about their careers and career choices. Although this article does not give very many tips and tricks on how to create that work-life balance, it does show that this is a very common struggle within our field and we are not alone and that any helping profession can be mentally and physically exhausting. So it's important to make those boundaries where and when you can. Although that I have a hard time creating that healthy work-life boundary I still enjoy the work that I do every day, and I'm still confident in my career choices. If you are feeling effects of burnout, which are a little different, I would definitely recommend listening to episode number 16 from Music Therapy and Beyond titled Stress, Cycle, Connection, and Rest. You might be able to find some comfort in that episode as Kristen explains what burnout is and how to work through it. As I previously mentioned, everyone is different and it's important to recognize that. Something that may work for someone else may not work for you. 
So the main thing that I would like for you to take away from this episode is to find a time to reflect on what makes you happy, what fills your cup, and how your work fits into these things. I know I will be doing some reflecting on my own work-life balance over the next couple of weeks. I hope that you found some tips in this episode to be helpful and take some time to explore your own work-life balance and find what works best for you. Thank you for listening. You can find all the show notes at www.musictherapyandbeyond.com. Reach out to us at musictherapyandbeyond at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you all again for listening. And thank you for all the work that you do in all the places you do it. Until next time, this is Music Therapy and Beyond.